I'm Toby Leary from Cape Gunworks. I'm passionate about all things Second Amendment. While I love to shoot... Going hot. There is so much more to guns than just pulling the trigger. A free and armed society is a responsible and self-reliant one. Join us to talk all things guns, freedom, and self-defense. It isn't just about being armed. It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. Welcome to Rapid Fire, your weekly 2A talk radio show sponsored by Vortex Optics and the USCCA. Make sure you tune in to rapidfireradio.us to join the conversation each and every week. And now you can call or text the Rapid Fire line, 508-444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. You can also like and subscribe on all of our social media platforms. Our handle is at Cape Gunworks and at Rapid Fire Radio on all the usual big tech, tech platforms, except Instagram, who has deplatformed us and censored us and kicked us off. So we are there as at CGW underscore backup until we get restored, which will probably be never. Um, but anyway, happy November to everybody. This is the first show of November. And I'm really excited to be with you guys. And I'm also really excited to have on the line with us today and on the video chat with us today, uh, Jeff Deal, who is the Republican candidate for governor here in Massachusetts. So thanks for joining us, Jeff. How are you? Toby, great. And thanks for having me on the show. Obviously, with less than a week to go, every vote's going to count. And I'm sure your listeners are very familiar with Maura Healy, my opponent uh, on the Democrat side, uh, probably not as favorably uh, familiar or happy with her uh, as her work as attorney general. Uh, so I think I'm hoping that most of your audience here is uh, supporting me for governor, but I'm happy to answer any questions for me that, that might help clear that up. Awesome. Yeah. If you want to call in to talk to Jeff, can we accommodate that? Uh, okay, great. It's 508-444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. You can go ahead and give us a call. We'll get you on with Jeff. But in the meantime, Jeff, number one, how's the campaign going? Number two, um, I thought you did a phenomenal job in your debate against Maura Healey. Um, she just wanted to make this all about Trump and you're the Trump endorsed candidate, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think most average Americans these days uh, can recognize the obvious that they're, they were definitely in much better shape in the four years under the Trump administration as they are in the first, not even two years of the Biden administration. So anyway, uh, the floor is yours. Go ahead and uh, tell us how the campaign's going. And, uh, you know, what you got on the agenda for the next couple days before the election. Yeah, well, tonight I've got an event, a fundraising event up in the North End. Um, you know, we're just uh, spending a few more days raising the money to keep our TV ads running. And uh, as far as the campaign, you know, it's funny, when I first announced on July 4th of 2021, you know, Charlie Baker hadn't decided whether he was going to run again or not. So all the press said, oh, Charlie Baker will run and he'll easily beat Jeff Deal in the primaries. Charlie didn't decided not to run against me. So then uh, uh, Chris Doty ran against me. Everybody said, oh, he's going to spend that two and a half million dollars. He'll easily beat Deal. Uh, Deal's got no money. 
And uh, we ended up beating him at the convention and in the primary. Uh, and it, it, the one true part about that was that we spent everything we had, about a million dollars that we had raised uh, up until the, the uh, end of the primary. So we did kind of come in on fumes there. But right away, a lot of great people donated a lot of money over, uh, virtually overnight. So in the first month, I think we raised over a quarter million dollars. And uh, we've raised about a half a million dollars um, in the next month. So we really, uh, about three quarters of a million dollars we were able to raise for the last two months, which helped us um, put those TV ads up there. So everybody said we weren't going to even be able to have TV ads. We've been able to do everything we've wanted to do with the campaign. And I think, like you said, the debates were fantastic. We had two of them. Uh, so great that um, her running mate, Maury Healy's running mate, Kim Driscoll, decided not to debate uh, Liam Leah Allen, my running mate, and she bowed out of two different uh, scheduled debates. So, you know, that just goes to show that uh, I think when their message is not hitting, they just just would rather live uh, in the basement rather than face the voters. Mm. And uh, you really have barely seen them on the campaign trail to begin with. So we're excited about um, uh, obviously November 8th. We've been working really hard. The independent vote uh, we're leading there. That's the key demographic. There's 57 percent of Massachusetts voters are unenrolled you know, or independent. And that uh, we we lead them by 6% in a poll that came out two months ago, uh, a week, a poll that came out last week came, puts us at 8% leading um, over more Healy. But when it comes to the economy, which we know is the top line issue for everybody, we're actually leading by 16%. So for anybody who's, uh, you know, worried about seeing polls that look down, the fact of the matter is Scott Brown, who's endorsed me, uh, and we're, we're doing an event on um, Sunday at Mechanics Hall in Worcester at, from 4 to 6.30. Scott Brown uh, reminded everybody uh, when he's out campaigning with me that he was 15 points down uh, going into uh, the final week when he won that U.S. Senate race, and he won by seven points. That was a 22-point swing. Mm. So the fact is, polling right now, we know people don't necessarily tell the truth about what they're doing, especially here in Massachusetts, and especially since uh, 2020 when you know anybody who is a conservative or center right feels like um, you know they don't want to be harassed by people. So you know it, it's an interesting thing polling right now. It doesn't really reflect the true will of the voters. If polling was correct, Hillary Clinton would be our president probably right now. She'd be in her second term right now if polling was correct. Yeah, you're right. And uh, you know, I think you have a lot of good things going for you, Jeff. Number one, that for some strange reason, as blue a state as Massachusetts is, it has a predilection to elect a Republican governor. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, that is something that I don't know if it's a balance of power issue that the voters think about and uh, end up voting that way. And so I think that that is something that works in your favor. But secondly, I think that, uh, you know, you've come out as a strong candidate for the Second Amendment. You've you've um, you know, and a lot of people in Massachusetts. I just had a, a, a long text stream with a guy who identifies as a very liberal person. He is not, he's like, I just want to make sure I'm walking in your shop. I'm not going to get an NRA hat stuck on my head and, and a bumper sticker put on my car. But there's people that still believe in the right to keep and bear arms, even though they may or may not be, uh, you know, a socially conservative person. Uh, and I think that plays very well to your favor in that you support the Constitution, you support a Massachusetts right to keep and bear arms, and uh, you've been a strong proponent of that for, for years, and, and, you know, we've hosted you here at the shop, and you've shot on the range, and et cetera, et cetera. So um, I think those things are working in your favor amongst a lot of other things, personally. Um, I think you're a much stronger candidate. But don't you think um, Maura Healy's taking it a little bit for granted because she's been, uh, you know, kind of knighted or, uh, you know, 
the presumed governor of Massachusetts. A lot of people are already saying, oh, she'll be the next governor, and she's the presumed candidate. Yeah, that's a, that's what uh, they thought about Martha Coakley against Scott Brown. That's what right. they thought with Martha Coakley against Charlie Baker. Each time she was supposed to be the one that was just a walk-in. Um, but I think the uh, the fact that uh, Maura Healy, again, we've been really able to expose a lot of what she's um, she's all about. Uh, right now, energy costs are so high for Massachusetts. We're seeing a spike in electric bills uh, going up so 64% this next month. She's directly responsible for that by blocking two natural gas pipelines, and uh, she knows it. Um, we're looking at potential rolling blackouts because we have a lack of uh, liquid natural gas in the New England region. That's going to be a, a tremendous hurt to uh, homeowners uh, trying to heat their homes, but also to businesses uh, like your business. I mean, again, can you imagine your security systems going down your store, you know, you know, not being able to have lights on for a while because of these rolling blackouts? It's ridiculous, um, not just for, again, personal citizens, but for the businesses that employ people. Um, so that's what we're looking at because of her radical energy policy. Um, and we also know that uh, during the 2020 riots, she said that, um, you know, when the, there was arson and looting and police officers were being shot at right in Boston, she said, America's burning, but that's how forests grow. You know, yeah. that's not the tolerant uh, attitude you should have towards riots. You All should right. actually be trying to back up police. You know? Jeff, let me hold you right there. We're going to take a quick break and we'll, we'll be back on the other side. And uh, Aaron Garcia, look for an email from us. You're the winner of what last week's giveaway was, the Counter Ambush with Rob Pincus DVD set and go to rapidfireradio.us to sign up and win. Go to rapidfireradio.us, scroll down a little bit and enter the uh, rifle. Set that precedent. We will pull the winner next week. All right, we'll be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. for personal protection has never been more popular than it is today. The USCCA can help fortify your home, sharpen your awareness, and develop your defensive plan. Go to uscca.com remote and use code word WORKS. Your family safety and security is your responsibility. Go to uscca.com remote and use code word WORKS to sign up for a USCCA membership and get special training legal advice, and legal protection you and your family need. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. Do you think politicians running on an anti-gun policy have a winning strategy this midterm? Find the poll question on our homepage. Go to Rapid Fire Radio's Twitter page. Search Rapid Fire Radio, all one word on Twitter to find us. And you can answer that poll question too. Is a anti-gun politician, is that their, a winning strategy for them this this midterm? So anyway, we're talking to Jeff Deal. If you want to ask him a question, it's 508-444-2120. And uh, Jeff, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but we got to pay the bills one way or another. So, uh, uh, But go ahead. Um, I would say uh, we got a lot of people on the chat that are asking, uh, like, what's the wor- number one thing you would do as governor to restore our Second Amendment rights here in Massachusetts? 
Well, you know, that's such a great question because, again, Maura Healy has been uh, obviously known for her lookalike bill where she – the assault rifle ban that, that federally went away, but she kept it here in Massachusetts because she said – I think what the quote was, if it looks like one and it shoots like one, it is one, an assault rifle, you know. An assault rifle, first of all. I mean, not a defense rifle, an assault rifle. But anyway, you know, the um, what I'd like to see right away is to make sure that we don't lose companies like Smith & Wesson who make the AR-15 supply, uh, you know, our police, our military with those weapons, you know, being forced out of our state. You know, right. they're going down to Tennessee because of partly politics and uh, partly because of Maura Healey. So I'd like to, you know, turn that back. I, I got to tell you that one great thing, though, is the Supreme Court taking some immediate action. I think the red flag laws of Massachusetts have been overturned. And the other thing is the um, uh, the carry uh, law in New York State, I think, applies now to states like Massachusetts. And I think that should eliminate the suitability clause um, that re- currently keeps us from being able to get a gun license if just one person unilaterally decides you shouldn't get it, that being your, your local uh, police chief. So, you know, I think there's already some good gains that have happened uh, because of having Supreme Court justices that were appointed under Trump that have given us more of our freedoms back with the Second Amendment. But I look forward to working with sportsmen and the um, groups like Goal here in Massachusetts to um, talk about where we can, you know, again, roll back or advance some of the things that I think gun owners, legal gun owners would like to see um, modified in Massachusetts because, you know, you talk to hunters, for example, um, losing a, losing a one day a weekend um, for hunting, you know, bothers them obviously with short and short uh, hunting seasons. Those are things that make sense to me. And uh, mm-hmm. again, I think most gun owners, every gun owner in Massachusetts that's licensed feels like it's, it's important to make sure that the bad guys don't have the guns and let's make sure we enforce the laws that are on the books as well. Bartley yeah. Fox. So these are just some of the things obviously as governor, I want to protect those rights. Yeah, amen to all that. And, uh, you know, one of the things that um, I've noticed as well is in Massachusetts, we like to tout nationally how we have very strict gun laws, and that translates into a low crime rate. But actually, just the opposite is true. If you look at Massachusetts as in in a snapshot of the Northeast, we are the most violent state in the Northeast. And um, Jim Wallace from Gun Owners Action League just had a did an article and studied that since the enactment of the assault weapons ban, how actually Massachusetts has become more violent and not safer. And Massachusetts gun laws are actually doing a disservice to the good people of the state. Uh, When you look at Maine, New Hampshire, and Vermont, right to our north, which are all constitutional carry states, and all three of them, the cities in those states, I think it's Burlington, Burlington, it's uh, Portland, and I forget if it's Manchester or one of the other uh, cities, it might be Nashua in, in New Hampshire, that are in the top 10 safest cities in America, and they are constitutional carry states. So that flies in the face of what we like to tout as safe gun laws in this state. Really, we're making our our citizens less safe in this state by the uh, war on, on uh, you know, the gun owner in this state. Well, the other thing, Toby, is that, you know, despite the fact that it's a election year and a lot of Democrat politicians on Beacon Hill are, are walking back there, uh, defund the police talk because it's election time. You know, they really actually still believe that in their hearts. The uh, the recent post legislation is basically an attempt to weed out police officers they don't think should be there. And to be honest with you. There's a lot of uh, law enforcement officers, state police, because of the vaccine mandate, lost their job or took an early retirement. We are understaffed 
with police officers at the state level. We are understaffed at every municipal um, police officer uh, right now. Our state's probably the weakest it's been in decades uh, with law enforcement protection. And so that's just another reason why your Second Amendment right to stand your ground and protect yourself is so important. And uh, great points by you about the other New England states that do have that low crime rate because people know uh, that Second Amendment means that people will be protecting their property and their rights and their lives. Mm. Uh, Yeah, amen. And, you know, gun control fails every time it's tried, as far as I'm concerned. Look at the cities of our nation that have the strictest gun controls. You got New York, you got Detroit, you got Chicago, you got, you know, constant uh, stream of violent crime in these areas that are oftentimes the hardest place for a citizen to acquire and purchase a gun to protect themselves, not to mention the racial implications of these gun laws. You want to talk about equity and you want to talk about um, you know, helping minority communities uh, be safer. Well, you shouldn't prohibit them from getting a gun. You should make it easier for them to get a gun, make it easier for uh, good people to acquire a firearm to protect themselves. But instead, we think by some strange reason that uh, we can we can bypass logic and, and go straight to guns are bad as as my mantra and it's going to make everything better and i think just by simply putting up like gun free zone signs that shows how how much of an epic failure that type of logic has been over in the 20 year history in our country um well and when you when you villainize gun ownership to an extent you also make it so that you know you, you create an attitude that you shouldn't even teach the next generation about gun safety or gun usage or hunting or things like that so you know the good news is i know that um sportsmen's clubs do a great job of trying to get youth involved uh train them on you know safety and and also on uh you know hunting and, and all that i mean i'm an eagle scout so of course in scouting you learn a lot of those uh things as well but you know as a society if you continue to villainize it you're just going to create a problem for the long haul where only bad folks will will end up getting those things and using them when when good folks should really have them to protect themselves. A mm. couple guys uh, have chimed in on the chat here, and one says, I'm, I'm an independent uh, Trump supporter voting for Deal Allen, Allen and the great Rayla Campbell for Secretary of State. Uh, another one says, uh, Maura Healy's the worst that's happened in Massachusetts. We need common sense, pro-Second Amendment. We need Jeff Deal to be the next governor of Massachusetts. And, uh, and Jay McMahon for Attorney General. You absolutely. Throw in Jay McMahon. Absolutely. Jay will protect your Second Amendment rights for sure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, getting back to the attorney general's position uh, of power, in in my opinion, I think that um, she had uh, done something that had never been done before, to my knowledge, in this state where uh, her expansion of that assault weapons ban redefined the law in and flipped 20 years, almost 20 years of precedent throughout the country and throughout our state and and unilaterally. Uh, made it unlawful to purchase and possess commonly owned and in ordinary use firearms that are protected under Heller and now reaffirmed as a uh, protected uh, firearm under the Bruin case. Um, And, you know, I would like to see uh, some somebody do something about that. And I know the legislature stood silently in the background and gave her the golf clap and the police, the police and everybody, but she acted as, all three branches of government in that one uh, edict that she wrote on January, uh, I'm sorry, on uh, July 20th, 2016, and banned the sale of those enumerated weapons and 
uh, you know, no one's really taken it to task. And I know that some district courts have upheld it uh, with very little evidence being brought to the forefront. Is that something you can do as governor or does that have to go work its way through the court system? Yeah, well, it's the courts and the legislature, uh, the legislature. I mean, what we ideally have is more, uh, you know, folks in the legislature who believe in your Second Amendment, whether, whether that's Republican or Democrat. You know, I think there's plenty of Democrats in Massachusetts that actually believe in, you know, the Second Amendment and gun rights and, and uh, safe gun ownership. But um, unfortunately, that's been drowned out by a very progressive movement that is uh, not only taken over most of our uh congressional delegation down in Washington. I mean, nine congressmen and women, uh, two senators, you know, Elizabeth Warren, Ed Markey, uh, Ayanna Presley. These are, these are like the folks that lead the charge against gun owners and um, against the Second Amendment. And they come from Massachusetts. So that's why we really don't have a voice federally down in Washington to protect our rights. That's why I feel like it's so important to try to win legislative seats with people, Republican or Democrat, again, who are going to say, I believe in the Second Amendment. You know, you can't have the First Amendment without the Second Amendment. If you want free speech, the right of assembly, you're going to have to be able to, you know, make sure that uh, your citizenry is armed against a tyrannical government. And, you know, the pandemic, I think, really highlighted to us that our rights can be taken away like that and that a governor does have tremendous power over the citizenship. Uh, people were locked down in their homes. Businesses were shut down. Kids were taken out of schools. People were very angry. Uh, I don't ever want to go down that route again. That's not the policy I would have followed. But at the same time, you again, uh, the discussion about potentially disarming citizens uh, in a in the case of a pandemic, I, I think I heard that was a rumor at one point. We, we cannot go down that path. Mm-hmm. We cannot. We need legislators to back up a governor that will protect your rights. Yeah, no, 100% right about that. You know, the saying elections have consequences um, really rings true. And uh, I hope to God that we can give you the push you need um, and get you over the line. How can people find your find you and support you in this last week here as we run up to election day? Well, you mentioned my running mate, Leah Allen. She was a state rep with me uh, before. She's a great, great advocate on the Second Amendment. She's a, a gun owner. She's someone uh, who, who I trust uh, whenever I have to leave the state, will be in, leaving the state in great hands. And uh, she's a friend to, I'm sure, everybody in your store and everybody uh, listening to this show. Leah Allen uh, and I both have a website, dealallen.com. So it's D-I-E-H-L. A-L-L-E-N.com. And uh, it's not too late to make a donation. We are still, like I said, putting the TV ads up on the air. The more we can run, the more we can make sure that everybody knows exactly what Maura Haley is all about and what we want to do for the Commonwealth. So it's dealallenforgovernor.com. Is that right? Just just dealallen.com. Dealallen.com. Awesome. Well, let's get you pushed over the edge and get you in the corner office. Jeff, thanks so much. Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. And I'll be casting a vote for you this uh, Tuesday for sure. I'll be thanking you down at your store in Hyannis soon enough. (laughs) That'll be awesome. And make sure you go to capegunworks.com and use this week's code RIFLE to get a special discount on your entire order. This is a special treat to our radio and podcast listeners. Use rifle at capegunworks.com to get your special discount. And don't forget, anything over 300 bucks is free shipping. We'll be right back. This is Rapid Fire. This is the Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect no matter what you trust it with 
we've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, keyed entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong. And Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months. So it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show about guns, freedom, Second Amendment, self-defense, and politics, I guess, in this season of life that we're in, the last week before the elections. And I do believe this is one for the ages. And uh, interestingly enough, MLN.com has an article along these lines, and it says gun voters could deal a punishing blow by driving home the win on Election Day in 2022. And this is what we need here in Massachusetts and I'm sure in a lot of other states uh, like New York, New Jersey, uh, Maryland, Delaware, where um, a lot of these anti-gun candidates have had free reign and ruled the roost for long enough. And it's time to uh, send them home to work on their golf swings and uh, spend more time with the family as far as I'm concerned. Uh, So it says here, The critical November 8th, 2022 midterm election are only days away as people continue talking about a red wave sweeping across the U.S. landscape to wash anti-gun Democrats from Congress and state legislatures. And like Jeff Deal says, even anti-gun Republicans or uh, I'd love to see some pro-gun Democrats elected. So anyway, I inserted that. That's not part of the story. But uh, uh, the gun vote could be the very decisive factor in many of these races. According to Fox News, the discussion surrounding gun control in the United States is a core issue for some voters heading to the ballot box this November. The critical factor is whether gun owners who are often are guilty of lethargy and or election season apathy will turn out in adequate numbers to swing the vote. They did last year in Virginia put solid pro-gun uh, gunners in statewide offices, but they repeat that performance. Will they repeat that performance on a national scale? This is where it gets interesting. Take a look at Massachusetts, where the Gun Owners Action League just released a report showing how homicides in the Bay State have increased 110% since the passage of the uh, 1998 Gun Control Act in that state. Um, go. Gun Owners Action League Executive Director Jim Wallace in a telephone conversation with Amelian News said the report speaks for itself. The Commonwealth's decades-old gun control scheme has been an unmitigated disaster. The law failed to reduce gun-related homicides. It failed to reduce accidental firearms fatalities. And it has done poorly in efforts to reduce gun-related suicides. 
Call it the October non-surprise, since gun control laws have also failed in other regions. Out in Oregon, Fox News is reporting on Ballot Measure 114, an extremist initiative that would add Oregon to a list of states currently requiring a permit to purchase a firearm. The crazy thing about that, I'm going to paraphrase, is that only the state police uh, would be able to issue these licenses and have their training regimen put in place. The, uh, which, by the way, the state police is against it, and so is the Oregon State Senate uh, Sheriff's Association opposes it because it would put the burden on the financially strapped law enforcement agencies. Officials say it would delay law-abiding citizens from being able to purchase guns by months or even longer. Who remembers the saying, uh, justice Delayed is justice denied, right? So same goes for your rights. Your rights delayed are your rights denied. Uh, but what do you think? 508-444-2120. That's 508-444-2120. Uh, going on here, uh, Kevin Starrett, director of the Oregon Firearms Federation, told Fox News essentially the same thing he told Ammo Land News months ago, that the measure is designed to absolutely guarantee that people will not have the means to protect themselves and to dox anyone who attempts to comply with the permit process. In Georgia, it's gun owners versus an avowed anti-gunner in Stacey Abrams, whom Fox News describes as one of the most significant advocates in gun control in a battleground election against Republican uh, Governor Brian Kemp. Fox reports also uh, pointed to Ohio, where anti-gun Democrat State Representative Tim Ryan is squaring off against Republican J.D. Vance. Uh, by the way, Tim Ryan's the one that said we need to kill the MAGA movement. And, you know, if Trump can be uh, indicted or impeached for the January 6th insurrection by saying let's march peacefully and patriotically over to the Capitol and let your voices be heard, then what about Tim Ryan who says we need to kill the MAGA movement? Uh, use those type of words. Excuse uh, me while I whip this out. <laughs> so anyway, uh, it is against this backdrop that Friday's attack on Paul Pelosi, pa- Paul Pelosi, husband of Democrat House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, another perennial gun control proponent on Capitol Hill, was so shockingly uh, pollu- Pelosi was brutally attacked in his own San Francisco home. He was seriously injured by a suspect who wielded a hammer, demonstrating that blaming guns and penalizing gun owners for violent crime is a false flag. Uh, Reacting to the attack, Alan Gottlieb, chairman of the Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms, said that the nature of the attack should preclude any effort by the Speaker Pelosi's Democrat colleagues to exploit this horrible incident for the purpose of advancing their extremist gun control agenda. Just the facts, ma'am. This is the kind of violent crime against which average citizens, including Speaker Pelosi's constituents, must be prepared to defend themselves on a daily basis in an environment where the far left has pushed defund the police efforts and adopted policies which have allowed dangerous individuals to roam our streets and neighborhoods, Gottlieb added. I'll let you go on ammo land and read the rest of that, but really uh, the gun vote could make a huge huge difference. I don't think the people are buying the regurgitated 30-year-old playbook that guns make our societies less safe. They recognize that uh, violent felons who are given no bail, low bail, 
released on their own personal recognizance and, uh, you know, catch and release type of district attorneys and mayors are what are making our cities and our society unsafe. But the gun owner who wants to protect himself against said evil people are the ones who are standing in the gap from total lawlessness to, uh, you know, unfettered, uh, you know, lawless behavior on our streets and in our societies. Police can't be the personal protection unit. They're not there to be your personal bodyguard. Um, Oftentimes we expect them to be, but that they are going to fall short every time. They are a, a responsive service, not a preemptive service. So it doesn't matter how many uh, police officers you put on the street. It isn't necessarily per se going to make our society safer preemptively. Um, It it is going to, however, help them respond more efficiently if you don't defund them. Uh, But don't forget, Aaron, you're the winner of this week's giveaway, the Counter Ambush uh, DVD set by Rob Pincus. And we're giving away Uh, whatever it is going to be each week. This week, it's going to be the Emergency First Aid Fundamentals book by the USCCA. It's written by Michael Martin, who's the author uh, of this book and a lot of the books by the USCCA. This is a phenomenal read. It's a must-have if you're a gun owner um, because you're more likely to need the contents of this book than your firearm even. Uh, So make sure you go to rapidfireradio.us to sign up and win. Um, Each week we're going to be pulling a a winner, and we will announce the winner of the emergency first aid book on next week's show. Uh, So getting back to what I was talking about, if you think about it, our Constitution was written and it was given to us by our founders as our founding fathers wrote for a moral and just society. Um, And, you know, I think it was Ben Franklin who said, Benjamin Franklin who said that freedom isn't safe, right? Uh, Freedom is a lot riskier than safety, uh, but freedom is on the right side of history. Uh, If you think about it, back when the Constitution was ratified, we were a moral and a just nation. For the most part, most people were self-policing, self-regulating society where uh, you did right by each other, you did right by your neighbor, you did right by your family, and you you weren't out to hurt people. You weren't looking for the, you know, there's always going to be evil people in society, but it held itself in check because of the goodness of the American public and the American people and the fact that they had the right to keep and bear arms. And it didn't differentiate between criminal and law-abiding. It just said the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And for a moral and a just and a religious people, as we were, it worked flawlessly. It worked very well because the evil element of society knew that the hammer could come down on them if they decide to, um, you know, prey upon the weak, prey upon the needy, prey upon those who they think uh, they could assault or they could assert their will or dominance over. And I said this the other day on the Grace Curley show, but it wasn't that long ago you could be hung for stealing someone's horse. 
a horse with somebody's transportation and their livelihood and their availability to goods and services and to and uh, to be able to buy groceries, if you will, uh, to do business. And if you could be hung for taking that, uh, you know, people didn't have uh, a petty crime problem. They didn't loot the general store. They didn't uh, come in and commit uh, mass murder on the streets or in the schools or in the public squares. Uh, and as we have got softer and softer on crime and we begin to reward bad behavior, we begin to threaten the law-abiding element of society with regulation, with overbearing laws, with uh, you know more uh, ordinances on just your ability to live your life, and we're threatening them with fines and with uh, punitive, uh, you know, taxation, if you will, and then the criminal element gets rewarded time and time again by soft on crime policies, then. It's only natural, it's, nate, it's, it's kind of human nature that the criminal element will continue to grow and people will be looking for the answer or they'll be left exposed and asking government to help when that was never the, the government's responsibility. It was a self-policing responsibility. It was a self, and I'm not talking about vigilantism. I'm talking about their ability to protect themselves. Personal protection is a personal responsibility. They understood that no one was coming to save them. Think about the colonists. Think about the early, uh, you know, the whole 1800s, the early 1900s. There was no such thing as 911. You couldn't just pick up the phone and say, hey, guys, I need a hand. No, it was rugged individualism. You had to be ready, you had to be willing, and you had to be able to defend your, yourself, your family, and uh, you know, defeat evil if it showed up at your door. And that's what made America great for so long. Now we reward uh, slothfulness and laziness, and we uh, you know, don't punish the, the violent, most violent criminal element. And we have people who are running for Senate right now, like down in Pennsylvania with Fetterman, saying that he thinks we should let a third of all uh, people in jail out immediately. Just let a third of them out immediately. It won't make us any uh, less safe. And then you have uh, Lee Zeldin and Kathy Hochul debating, and he's talking about how the people are worried about the unsafe streets and... Hochul's inability to lock or unwillingness to lock up violent criminals. She says, why are you so worried about that? Why are you why are you so concerned about that? Why are you making such a big deal? Why is that such a big deal to you to lock up violent criminals? It's like, excuse me, this is common sense. Uh, but if you do that, you take away the talking points and they can't blame the gun. Anyway, I've been going off on my soapbox So we're going to take a quick break, but guess what? Cape Gunworks is hosting another AR Build class on Saturday, January 28th. We will guide you through the entire assembly process to build your very own AR. Go to capegunworks.com and click up on the class calendar to sign up. This class will sell out like it has before. You don't want to miss it, and we will be right back. This is Rapid Fire. for personal protection has never been more popular than it is today. 
The USCCA can help fortify your home, sharpen your awareness, and develop your defensive plan. Go to uscca.com remote and use code word WORKS. Your family's safety and security is your responsibility. Go to uscca.com remote and use code word WORKS to sign up for a USCCA membership and get special training, legal advice, and legal protection you and your family need. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex Optics today. All right, welcome back. This is Rapid Fire, your weekly show, all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And we've been, I've been up on the soapbox ever since the first couple of uh, segments with Jeff Deal. And I tell you, I get worked up about this because our founders were really brilliant in recognizing the most basic human right of self-defense. And we have politicians that come along and want to besmirch the founders after having raised their hand, put their hand on a Bible, and swore to uphold the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And they walk out, and they go into their chambers, they go into their uh, you know, places of business, and do the very thing they just swore not to do. They are soulless and gutless human beings, as far as I'm concerned. And they wish to deny you your Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms, which are in common and ordinary use. And by by the way, that's a criteria determined by the people, not by government. It isn't government telling you what gun you can and can't own. It's the gun that the people want to own and whatever is in common and ordinary use. And I would say whatever gun is in our military's use would be in common and ordinary use in the hands of civilians. Uh, so we got some work to do as far as the uh, as far as the Second Amendment is concerned. But I think we have a few years of uh, legal battle coming up ahead. But anyway, one thing I want to introduce to you guys today, and that is it's sitting right over my left shoulder, and it is the gun of the week. Last week's gun of the week was that Magnum Research um, 1722 semi-automatic rifle, which was based on the Ruger 1022 action, and we have it in uh, 22 LR and 22 Magnum, and we got a lot of great response as a result of us showcasing that gun but this week i want to showcase the uh the savage 110 scout rifle which is the one that's right over my shoulder and uh this gun is really cool it is based on the savage 110 action which is a phenomenally popular uh action it has the accu trigger it's available in a wide variety of calibers we have them in stock in 223 a lot of people have been asking for bolt action 223 rifles so we have that uh now 
Uh, it's also available in 450 Bushmaster for all you straight-walled cartridge uh, states, which Massachusetts needs to get on the horn about that, get on the stick about that. Maybe that's something we could take up with Jeff once he's governor. Uh, it would be great to see us go the way of the straight-walled cartridge. A lot of the shotgun-only states have done that uh, as they realize that the ballistics are roughly the same as the um, as a shotgun slug and um, not the same as like a bottleneck super, um, you know, high-powered rifle, but um, st- still gives you a wide variety of options for the hunting woods come the fall hunting season. But anyway, this Scout 110 by Savage is a phenomenal gun. It's got the uh, Picatinny rail forward of the action of the gun, so you don't have to worry about the brass ejection hitting your scope mount or something like that. And you can use it with iron sights. It's got a ghost ring rear sight. Or you can put a scope with a long eye relief or just a red dot optic on there. And that could be used uh, for hunting, uh, for sporting purposes, or for uh, you know a good camp gun, or even called upon... Uh, should the need arise for home defensive purposes. It's a great, versatile, all-around gun. It's a phenomenal bolt-action rifle uh, made by Savage. So you might want to check that out on our website. We'll drop the link in the chat if you're watching online. And uh, if not, you can go to capegunworks.com and just type in Savage Scout. It should come up in the search. And uh, it's a phenomenal gun. And my favorite caliber is the 308, which we have in stock. Um, So check it out, and uh, we'll be back after this. But remember to use this week's code RIFLE if you want to get a discount on that Savage. Go to capegunworks.com and get a very special discount on your entire web order. The code word is RIFLE. So go to capegunworks.com right now and use your special discount code RIFLE. We'll be right back. This is Rapid Fire. is 100. This is where the American ingenuity met a trailblazing spirit. Hard work united with patriotism and technology blended with new ideas. That's federal ammunition. Right here in Anoka, Minnesota, born in 1922, made in America, and proud to be the best. Federal ammunition, a century of innovation, and we're only getting started. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show about guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And the poll of the day, do you know, is do you think politicians running on an anti-gun policy have a winning strategy for this midterm? So you can find the poll question on our homepage or go to Rapid Fire Radio Twitter page and search Rapid Fire Radio, all one word on Twitter to find us. Are you back on Twitter yet? If not, Why? Maybe they're going to pick up the mantle of uh, freedom. A lot of us gun cranks out there are really hopeful that uh, Twitter will not be silencing uh, the gun community any longer and will, in fact, be a uh, a site of, you know, unfettered, uh, uncensored access for the Second Amendment community. But anyway, let's get to the 
questions on the chat because I've been sucking up all the airtime today. Um, and I apologize, but I had a lot to get off my chest. Uh, so, um, let's see, we got, uh, a lot of people saying they're voting for Jeff Deal on November 8th, which is great. Um, and Cape Cod is saying he'd rather get a scar at that price tag. And he's talking about the, uh, I released a video today on the Bruger and Thormit, uh, APC 556 rifle, which is a phenomenal gun that just came out from the good people at B&T. Uh, it's the, it's a AR magazine accepting 556 rifle. It has the Bushmaster ACR stock, the Elfman trigger in it. Um, it's got the Magpul grip. So it's got a bunch of American made parts to get it to that 922R compliance. And it's a really, really cool gun. This is the first time I've had one in, in the shop and I'm, I'm really excited about it. it. It's a rugged, well-built rifle. Uh, and for the people, those of us in behind enemy lines in a banned state like Massachusetts, uh, getting the anything from B&T has been almost impossible as much as we've wanted to. Uh, but they do come at a hefty price tag. They're $36.50 retail. So uh, Cape Cod is saying he'd rather get the scar at that price tag. I would agree in one area and one area only, and that is the fact that the SCAR has a non-reciprocating charging handle. If I can get over the fact that um, my arm is far enough out on the handguard, I really could care less if it has a reciprocating charging handle or not. Um, So that doesn't bother me uh, much at all. And if it really bothered me, I'd put it on the right side of the gun because you're able to switch the bolt from the left side to the right side on that uh, B&T APC 556 rifle. So um, that that's where I'd put it if it really became an issue because uh, it wouldn't become an issue with your support hand at all if it's on the right side of the gun like an AK. But anyway, um, I think it's a phenomenal gun. I like the aluminum handguard. I like that it's a little bit slimmer. I like the, a, uh, the Bushmaster ACR stock a lot better than the UGG boot on the SCAR. Um, so, and I think the... The handguard is longer than the SCAR handguard. So for that reason, I would say I'd probably flip a coin, but if the B&T APC 556 was available to me and I was buying one of the two, I'd probably go lean toward B&T. Hey, it's made like a Swiss watch, right? Uh, The Swiss are known for making good stuff. So anyway, um, congrats to Aaron G on winning the five DVD set. Uh, That's from G-Webs. And... uh, Let's see what else we got. We got um, Cape Ace is saying, I hope that he would repeal Romney's assault weapon ban. Amen to that. Uh, let's see. All right. Sorry if I missed this, but can red flag ERPO laws be repealed from the governor's office? Uh, I think anything that the governor does has to be introduced to the legislature. And I don't know that um, that'll happen or not, but. You know, he can introduce legislation, but it's got to go through the legislature and then ultimately he'd sign it into law. Um, so let's see. Uh, someone, Jordan's saying he's already turned in his ballot with his name bubbled on the dark shading uh, to a rights with three thumbs up. I would urge everybody to wait until election day, vote in person and late in the day. As late in the day as you can, vote in person. Uh, don't give any algorithms any 
any information they need to cook the vote by voting early. Uh, that's my personal opinion uh, based on a lot of data I have seen. So, um, And Richard says, African-Americans for Jeff Deal with a thumbs up. Awesome, man. That's really good news. Uh, I hope everybody, uh, all Americans are going to vote for Jeff Deal uh, here in Massachusetts. Um, and it's great to hear a politician who's running for office be as articulate about the Second Amendment as he was. Um, also getting a question, uh, shotgun versus PCC for home defense. Um, in my opinion, I would probably go with the PCC. And uh, the reason being, I would have the ability to have a larger capacity magazine Although shotgun is a phenomenal option for home defense, it's it's really a close second. But um, I I like the idea of being able to get as many rounds downrange in the shortest amount of time. However, if you take double-aught buckshot into account, you're getting nine rounds downrange with one pull of the trigger. It's almost a machine gun, <laughs> if you think about it. So uh, you get nine thirty caliber balls downrange uh the problem with shotguns is their propensity to over penetrate uh nine bbs or nine uh pellets 30 caliber pellets going through go through a lot of layers of drywall and keep on going um whereas i could run a tumble on impact round or uh some glazer safety slugs or some deep penetrating hollow points or something in a pcc um so that you know, and I, and I feel I could get a lot of rounds on target uh, with a lot less recoil. But anyway, it's it's really both work well. So there you have it, Richard. Um, but I would probably go with the PCC. Um, anyone who stands for nothing will fall for anything. Uh, that's for sure. I think that was uh, Andrew Jackson who said that. Um, people who stand for nothing will fall for anything. Um, and Joseph's wondering if they're going to ban hammers now. Um, I'm sure the debate is open and you could look at what New Jersey did in their legislature where they've roughly defined weapon as anything that could be used to inflict serious bodily injury or, or, uh, kill somebody. And so basically that's hammers, broomsticks, skateboards, uh, baseball bats, flaming cats. Um, it's nunchucks and chains and whips, uh, anything basically, uh, what about piano wire? Like maybe you got to ban pianos. So uh, anyway, New Jersey really stepped in it big time. So uh, let's see. Uh, Your lamb dog face Tony <laughs> um, We got a lot of uh, people chiming in on some of the old blue laws that are still on the books. Uh, so yeah, that's that's pretty funny. And 500's asking if we've had any new shooters at the shop today. Uh, I don't know about specifically today, uh, just because I haven't been working the floor very much today, but usually every day we get some new shooters. I've been contacted by several people today um, like who aren't, don't even have a license, one that's come under some sort of threat of bodily injury or harm, and he wants an expedited uh, process to get a license to carry. I said, I don't know any way to expedite it um, unless you're a friend of the colonel of the state police or something, but um, we can help you with the class. We can help you 
get armed with some pepper spray or a burn up pistol, uh, those pepper ball guns, or you know, one of the safe light uh, pepper ball guns could also get you some pepper spray or pepper gel. And now Walther makes this little pepper gel gun that's pretty cool. Uh, we just got a bunch of them in. It comes with a water trainer so you can practice with it before you put it out to use. And you can load it with the pepper gel. And it points and shoots like a gun so that it's a little bit more intuitive and you don't have to worry about getting your finger under a cap, etc., etc. So some good options while you're waiting for your license to carry to come in, which could take two to three months, which doesn't do you much good if you're under a direct threat. So anyway, guys, thanks so much for joining us on this first hour of the show. If you're listening on the radio, you're going to have to jump on the web, go to rapidfireradio.us and get hour number two because you don't want to miss out. You can call or text the rapid fire line 508-444-2120. It's 508-444-2120. Or you can go to rapidfireradio.us and ask questions. Check out some of the online content that's there. Freedom will always be on the right side of history. Uh, And stay tuned, or we'll see you next time. God God bless, and I'm Toby Leary. Uh, We'll see you then. tag of a lifetime finally come through. May the snow pile up and the elk come down. May your socks always stay dry. May the herd bull finally break from the herd. And may your aim always stay true. Welcome to the next level. Welcome to the Vortex. Once you're involved in something like this, the stress level... It can tear up a family. He said he was tried in the court of public opinion before he ever stepped foot in a courtroom, but surveillance video helped shed light on what actually happened. 50-year-old Ford employee Billy Cowart was charged with attempted murder for shooting his gun in the United Auto Workers 551 parking lot in June 2016. To have everything you work for taken away. Cohort was suspended and then terminated from his job with Ford, where he'd worked for nearly two decades. To have somebody have your back and have a company that have your back, and then they put me in touch with a great attorney. That was the best feeling. Go to uscca.com to learn more about protecting yourself and your family. Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road, Hyannis, or capegunworks.com.
Welcome to Rapid Fire, a 2A talk radio show sponsored by Vortex Optics and the USCCA. Tune in each week at rapidfireradio.us to join the conversation. And now you can call the Rapid Fire line, 508-444-2120, or you can text the Rapid Fire line, 508-444-2120. You can like us and subscribe, please, to all of our social media channels. Our handle is at Kate Gunworks or at Rapid Fire Radio on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Parlor, Twitch, Instagram, Rumble, etc., etc., etc. Except for Instagram. We are Rapid Fire Radio on Instagram and CGW underscore backup. So uh, we appreciate you liking and subscribing, commenting, and sharing all of our posts to defeat the big tech evil algorithm that would like to keep the good Second Amendment message down to a dull roar. But it's time to make our voices heard, folks. We have a few days left before the elections, and I highly encourage you to bring people out to the polls if they don't have transportation and uh, tell your friends, relatives, neighbors, uh, enemies, and acquaintances how important this election really is and if they value their rights to get to the polls and vote, vote, vote. Um, I personally recommend voting at the end of the day on election day in person um, just to see, uh, you know, if any of the shenanigans are true from the 2020 election, which it certainly appears they they are, uh, then the better way that that we can defeat that uh, algorithm that tells them how many votes they need to put into the system. Uh, It's harder if you vote at the end of the day. But anyway, uh, guys, I'm really glad you're here for the second hour of rapid fire. And the poll of the question of the day is, do you think politicians running on anti-gun policies have a winning strategy this midterm election? So you can go over to Rapid Fire Radio or our Twitter page, search Rapid Fire Radio, all one word, to find out. And do we have any poll results thus far? It says that right now we're batting a 1,000. Uh, 100% of the people who voted think that no, anti-gun policies are not a winning strategy for uh election day and you can vote yes no or i don't vote and i'm hoping that if you don't vote you're going to change that this year i actually heard a horrible story last year of uh, a good friend of mine who has never voted finally got ticked enough to go down and vote 2020 she registered to vote and then went down to her polling place and they said you hadn't registered to vote. And she said, yes, I have. And they said, no, you haven't. And she's like, well, um, can I do it now? And they said, no. Um, and you're trying to vote as an unregistered voter. You could actually be charged with a crime. And that really freaked her out. And she left. And and uh, so she didn't get to vote. I'm like, man, that's crazy. Uh, here's somebody who actually went out of their way to register to vote. And then when she showed up on election day, they wouldn't give her a ballot and said, nope, you didn't. So crazy, crazy, crazy. But uh, hopefully you've registered and you're good to go. Um, and you can go ahead and pull the lever for the uh, Q4 
candidate of your choice. But I do believe that if you like what's going on, uh, you'll you'll in our country you'll vote for the establishment. If you don't like what's going on, you'll vote to uh, change some some things up and maybe put a fresh face in there. And uh, you know somebody who respects and uh, stands by your rights. But let me know what you think. Five zero eight four 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 twenty one twenty. And uh, thank you, Aaron, for participating in last week's giveaway. You're getting the Counter Ambush DVD set with Rob Bink, uh, Pincus. And this week we are giving away the Emergency First Aid Fundamentals book. It's a class we offer. Uh, this book is $35 in our shop, and it's really well done. Great pictures and uh, articles uh, written by Michael Martin of the USCCA. So it's a phenomenal book. You can go to our website and register to win the contest. So go to rapidfireradio.us, scroll down a bit, and you'll see where to enter for the contest, and we'll pull the winner for next week's show. Breaking news. All right, let's get to the chat, and uh, let's see... um, Rapid fire. You are fake news. <laughs> um, the Second Amendment is the most important, important amendment in the entire Constitution. Without it, you cannot have the rest of them. I would agree to that 100%, 500. And uh, if you take away the Second Amendment, then there's nothing stopping them from taking away the rest of them. And if you don't think they have ideas and designs to do just that, Look at what they've already done. I think our Constitution states that elections shall be held once a year, uh, you know, once every election cycle on one day. And now we got, you know, go to town hall and vote whenever you want. And we also have, um, you know, early and mail-in voting. We have drop boxes. We have tons of different ways to vote, um, even though the Constitution says one thing. We also have a First Amendment. Uh, We have a Fourth Amendment. We have a Fifth Amendment. All of those things would be up for debate, um, would be up for, uh, you know, they'd be on the chopping block if it wasn't for the Second Amendment. I think uh, Jeff Deal in the first hour said it best. You saw what happened during COVID with all the restrictions and all the mandates and all the uh, orders that they put us under. Uh, they were able to shut down businesses. They were able to uh, ruin your life for the larger part of almost two years. And, you know, now they're all saying, yeah, we got some stuff wrong, but we just want an amnesty period. We just want some time to forgive those that got it wrong. And, uh, <laughs> you know, let's forgive and forget. And it's like, no, there are people whose relatives died alone in a hospital bed and couldn't say goodbye to their loved ones. There are kids who, like my son, who couldn't go to the national championship in his with his hockey team, uh, who couldn't go to college because he refused to get the jab. There's people's careers who have been ended uh, because they wouldn't get a, a, a shot or they wouldn't uh, capitulate to the mandates being dictated to them by their tyrannical uh, government. And, you know, at first we humored them with the two weeks to uh, 
sorry, my guns are jumping off the wall, two weeks to stop the spread. And then it turned into like tyrannical rain uh, for the next, I don't even know how long, Uh, better part of two years. And even this year, as kids were going back to school in some states, they uh, were, you know, police were called on elementary school children because they, the kid and his parents had decided wearing a mask wasn't right for them. And, you know, it's just crazy if you think about it. Um, so that's a, a precursor of what this country would look like without the Second Amendment holding government officials in check. And we willingly kind of went along with a lot of it based on the benefit of the doubt. Like we didn't want the, the next Ebola virus to break out and us not have done anything about it. But then as it dragged on and on and on, it became apparent that uh, tyrants are going to tyrant. And they stand by what they did. Governor Hochul is, is standing by what they did in New York and saying, yeah, they would do it all over again. It's craziness, if you think about it. And uh, I hope that these people will never be in a position of, of power again and uh, that they should be given the, their walking papers in this next week and they should uh, never be in a position where they can restrict your freedom and restrict your rights and uh, restrict your ability to pursue happiness as you see fit according to constitutional protections. Um, But that, I think, is just a uh, precursor to what could happen should the Second Amendment go away. Um, Not to mention what uh, would happen if your ability to protect yourself from violent criminals goes away. And I think that was one of the things that really brought a lot of people into the Second Amendment fold in the last couple of years is they saw their rights being eroded. They saw criminals being let out of jail for COVID-related reasons. They saw their cities burning. They see mayors and district attorneys who are soft on crime policies uh, giving the benefit of the doubt to violent felons who are out on bail, cashless bail, etc., You've heard me say it many times, and they said, hey, it's time I get serious about my own personal protection. And if you're hearing this and you don't have your gun license, it's time for you to get serious about your own personal protection. We have regularly scheduled LTC classes, including ladies-only classes and couples classes every week here at Cape Gunworks. So go to capegunworks.com. We have attorney Keith Langer joining us next. You don't want to miss out. We'll be right back. This is Rapid Fire. personal protection has never been more popular than it is today. The USCCA can help fortify your home, sharpen your awareness, and develop your defensive plan. Go to uscca.com remote and use code word WORKS. Your family's safety and security is your responsibility. Go to uscca.com remote and use code word WORKS to sign up for a USCCA membership and get special training legal advice, and legal protection you and your family need. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. 
Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex optics today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show about guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. We appreciate you joining us every week for Rapid Fire. And one of the regulars on this show is attorney Keith Langer, a Massachusetts-based attorney here in the Commonwealth that does a lot of good work for the Second Amendment-loving community in Massachusetts. Keith, how are you today? Not too bad this afternoon. Is it a lovely day on the Cape as well? It is. It is gorgeous. And I never thought we were going to see 71 degrees again uh, this year, but here we are. (laughs) So, Keith, one of the things that comes up from time to time, and you hear politicians a lot, even on the federal level, and frankly, we even hear gun advocates say the same thing, that machine guns are banned. And you can't own machine guns, and they've been outright banned. And that's a little disingenuous, is it not? Because there is a pathway to um, machine gun ownership. It's a very, very expensive pathway. Uh, But there's a process to it. Even in Massachusetts, you can own a machine gun. Surprise, surprise. Am I right? If you can get a pre-banned one, yes. Unless you're a dealer, unless you have an SOT, you're not going to get a new machine gun. But you can get a pre-banned one if you're willing to spend the time and a great deal of money. Because once they banned them, of course, the price went through the roof because you had unlimited demand with a very limited supply. But Massachusetts does expressly provide for issuance of a machine gun license. It's on the same form as your FID card and LTC. Hmm. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you think that the the two roads, the, maybe you can expand on the two pathways you can go to obtain said license, and after you get done telling us about how to apply for that license, is do you think that the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association v. Bruin case will have any impact on that licensing process? Theoretically, it could, but you won't know till somebody challenges it because that's how things work, especially in Massachusetts where they try to claw back everything they can and resist as long as possible anything on the Second Amendment front, as we saw with the uh, stun gun case. They botched it initially. The Supreme Court wrote them a reality check, and then when they went to cash it, they simply muddied the waters and contaminated it far more than it needed to be. Mm. As far as the machine gun goes, it's the exact same application. So need is irrelevant. Mm. The only issue is, as with always, suitability and whether or not the police department wants to use that as a guise for their long lamented wide latitude and broad discretion which they still trot out. I was in court last week and they were still arguing wide latitude and broad discretion from 1988. Wow. So 
But your big hurdle is being determined to be a quote-unquote bona fide collector of firearms. That is the issue. And that means somebody who, quote, acquires firearms for such lawful purposes as historical significance, display, research, lecturing, demonstration, test firing, investment, or other like purpose. Well, with that menu, there's no reason you can't find something that is a good reason to own a machine gun. Investment is the obvious one. They only go up in value. Mm. And other like purpose, well, if you're a reenactor, there's a good purpose, which would also fall under lecturing and demonstration. So meeting the criteria is not that difficult. However, uh, some towns are considering the 03 FFL, the Curio and Relic License, as evidence of your being a bona fide collector of firearms. Of course, that's a worthwhile investment on its own terms. Uh, it gets you discounts for some places and allows you to get the old guns sent directly to you through the mail. You just keep the bound book, as you know. Right. Now, let me ask you, um, I've been told, and I actually spoke to the guy who wrote the language for that bill, um, and he said that basically the best way to prove you're a bona fide collector of firearms is to just get a Type 3 FFL, the like you're alluding to right here. So, And really, you get that and you get the machine gun license, no questions asked otherwise. Is that, has that been your experience or are there towns that won't issue them, period? Because I have been told by a chief he doesn't issue machine gun licenses. And you'll hear that from chiefs because they don't want machine guns in their town. Right. I've heard it rumored in my town, but I knew two people that held green cards in my town. But absolutely, as I suggested, the 03 FFL is the way to go. It's inexpensive. It's not hard to get. And it gives the chief, because they're bureaucrats, it gives the chief a piece of paper he can base a decision on in case anybody asks. It certainly puts you within the criteria of the CMR. And it's got benefits, even if you never get a machine gun. Right. But certainly getting the, the O3 is a very prudent move when you go in to submit that application for a machine gun license. So do you think, it's funny, because last week's poll question was actually, do you think that we should be able to buy modern firearms, yes or no, and I know it's a small sampling and we're kind of in our own echo chamber, but it was a resounding like 99 to 1%, you know, 99% said yes, 1% said no, um, that, you know, there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to buy modern machine guns. And this uh, ban in 1986 certainly doesn't have the support of text history and tradition. So I think m maybe it's only a matter of time that, that that could be challenged in court, but I don't know. Do you see any um, legal precedents that could could you know cause maybe the Supreme Court to uphold that that ban, or do you think that um, 
it'll eventually go away if it is challenged under the strict scrutiny um, that Bruin has afforded us. Well, of course, the original ban was by executive order, which is a whole different uh, section of law. Obviously, machine guns did not exist as such at the time of the Constitution. But then again, neither were there any limitations whatsoever on the type of ordinance a civilian could own. Right. Civilians could and did own cannon. Right. They had, for the very, very wealthy, um, puckle guns and harmonica guns, which were not technically machine guns because they didn't use the power of the cartridge, but they were repeating weapons. The original infringement on what you could own came in 1934 with the National Firearms Act, and Congress did not do it under any pretense of police power. It was done as a tax, which is why ATF was under the Department of the Treasury. They were taxing you to death on machine guns, $200 in 1934 was serious money. Yeah, I think it was equivalent to $7,000, uh, you know, in today's dollar. Um, Even uh, as recently as as the um, early 80s, before the Bush ban, you could hardly give away a reasoning, which was the poor man's Thompson. Because the gun wasn't worth the two hundred dollars sales tax. The right. guns were like a buck and a half. <laughs> of course, once the ban went into place, any sort of machine gun, a shot out M sixteen, uh Reesing that had spent its war years walking up and down a defense plant doing nothing, whatever, any sort of machine gun just skyrocketed in price and the two hundred dollar tax stamp was the least of your issues. Right. Yeah, I think it's um it's certainly become a uh a very rich man's offering this day and age. Um and expensive to shoot, expensive to own uh unless you have your SOT and even if you do, like a lot of people say, "Oh, you you know, you own a gun shop and you have an SOT and that's awesome, you can get whatever you want." And I said, "Yeah, do you realize it costs me well over a thousand dollars a year just to be able to say I I can own machine guns and uh, you know short barreled rifles and, and whatever. So if you think about that, that's a punitive tax on even and it's not like me owning them, like it's the gun shop owns them, right? So the fact that we have them in our possession, it's just a thousand dollars a year that I give the government just for the ability to own that. And frankly, that, in my opinion, is ridiculous. Um, I it was designed as a punitive tax. Congress did not think it could possibly challenge the Second Amendment head on by saying thou shalt not own machine guns. So they made it so Joe Average could not possibly afford one. Mm-hmm. Of course, remember when it was enacted, 1934, the height of bootlegging and bank robbers like Dillinger, Bonnie and Clyde, Pretty Boy Floyd, Babyface Nelson. And we know how well the the tax curtailed their submachine gun activities. Yeah, it also, uh, prohibition stopped them from uh, bootlegging alcohol, right? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Just like the war on drugs. That's right. I think, uh, you know, we we try out... Every year, year after year, we keep rolling out 
the same old script, the same old failed policies, the same old uh, things that don't work, and we push it out there like it's a novel idea and say, maybe it'll work this time. It's the very definition of insanity. And I, I hope and pray that the people are starting to see that the old tried and true playbook of these anti-gun politicians, uh, you know, are really after total confiscation. And I remember even in the early 90s when I was first became a gun owner, you used to hear people say like, um, listen, no one's coming for your guns. No one's coming for your, you know, this is not going away. We, we're always going to have a Second Amendment. Well, the... That attitude has changed quite a bit. That song has changed quite a bit. And now it's you got politicians that say, hell yeah, we're coming for your AK-47s and your AR-15s. Some of the most common and ordinary use guns in America, the gun that I call the America's rifle because uh, you know it's the most common and ordinary and the, the gun that the people want, which is protected by Heller. And we, we somehow think that, you know, continuing the the failed playbook is going to make us safer or i you know at least that's the impl- what they're implying on us so hopefully they don't win and they get voted out of office because they're disdain for the basic constitutional rights of every american citizen but they keep thinking that if they pass another law the heavens will open Crime will cease, the lion will lay down with the lamb, and we'll all live in that bright, shining city on the hill. Mm. They don't learn. Prohibition took the mafia from a little organization in about four cities and made it an international corporation that ran the country. Mm. The war on drugs took the Mexican drug cartel and gave it incredible power here, exactly the same way Prohibition did the mafia. Mm. And... Back in 68, they passed the gun law, and he said, oh, you can't buy guns through the mail. Well, Lee Harvey Oswald could have walked into any hardware store and bought that gun without any record, any ID, any documentation whatsoever. And the fact that he bought it through the mail and created that paper trail is what keeps conspiracy theorists happy. (laughs) Well, thanks so much for your thoughts on that, Keith. We appreciate you. And keep up the good work as a uh, Second Amendment advocate in Massachusetts. How can people find you and if they need your services? Well, Tony, as always, the best way is to find me on the web. Go to my website, kglangerlaw.com, or call the office, 508-384-8692. Again, if you didn't have a pen the first time, 508 508- Awesome. Well, thanks so much. And go to capegunworks.com and use this week's code RIFLE to get a special discount off your entire order. This is a special treat for our radio and podcast listeners only. So, keep it our secret. Use RIFLE at capegunworks.com to get your special discount. We'll be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. Voltec VT-10i. It's your travel buddy, so it goes where you go. To your work, on the road, or at the range. It's the smart and rugged safe built to protect, no matter what you trust it with. 
we've made sure every inch of your safe is built to the highest possible standards. Security is at the forefront of our thoughts, so no unwanted guest. The VT-10i provides multiple quick and simple access points, including high-resolution biometrics, backlit numeric keys, keyed entry, and even your smartphone for remote access. The two-point anti-impact latches keep your safe strong, and Voltec lithium-ion battery charges in just 2.5 hours and lasts up to six months, so it won't let you down. There's a reason we're the number one rated biometric safe. Get yours at VoltecSafe.com and find us online at Facebook.com slash VoltecSafe. Two-way talk radio show about all things guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. And we want to congratulate the winner of this week's giveaway, Aaron. Uh, look for an email from us. We're giving away the Counter Ambush five-disc DVD set. And this week's giveaway, if you want to go to our website, RapidFireRadio.us, and scroll down, you'll see where to sign up. And you'll see that we are giving away the USCCA's Emergency First Aid Fundamentals book. Full color, very well written book by Michael Martin from the USCCA. So you don't want to miss out on that. We're good. You could win, and uh, we'd appreciate it if you go ahead and sign up for the contest. We also have a poll question this week on Twitter. Um, so if you you could go to RapidFireRadio.us or go to our Twitter page, Rapid Fire Radio, all one word on Twitter, and you'll find us, and you'll see that uh, this week's question as it relates to the upcoming election is, do you think politicians running on an anti-gun policy have a winning strategy this midterm? Yes, no, or I don't vote. We probably should have put a a fourth option, which is it depends, because it depends what state you live in, whether or not an anti-gun message may or may not help you. Um, But I don't think, honestly, it does help in any state, but that's just my own personal opinion, and it seems that I am in the majority. 100% of the people think, no, uh, it is not a winning strategy. If you disagree, go to Rapid Fire Radio uh, and or go to the Twitter page. And uh, vote, vote early and often in our Twitter poll. <laughs> um, cool, and Aaron just saw it. He saw the email, and he will be in tomorrow to claim his gift. Awesome. Uh, 500 says, would I rather have a 32 H&R mag or a 38 special for EDC? Um, and if that's a great question, uh, because I've often thought about this and I would probably want the 32 H&R mag, which I think is ballistically superior to the 38 special. But even if it was a 357 mag, I still would want the 32 H&R because, a, it, it would accept 32 H&R mag and 32 like short or 32 long, uh, which is a kind of a the 38 special of the 32 cartridges. So it shoots two different uh, ammo. But the big benefit, in my opinion, is the fact that I get 
six rounds in the same size revolver as I'd get five rounds. So like if you take the Ruger SP-101, for instance, the 327 Federal, which shoots the 32 H&R Magnum, uh, is a six-shot revolver versus five-shot in the 357 Magnum. And it's a lot less recoil, and it's a very stout, awesome, awesome round. So there you go. Um, let's see. G-Web says, anti-gun seems to be polling less than 10% in everything he's seen about the midterms. Yeah, I would agree. And uh, there's been some articles about that, um, how the left has distanced itself from the anti-gun message as we get closer to elections. And uh, Grace Curley asked me about this, but Joe Biden didn't get the memo. He keeps saying he's going to do a assault weapons ban. He needs two more senators. And hopefully that's having the type of effect that we think it will on people that'll say, hey, you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna chance this uh my rights being taken away. I want the ability to keep and protect my uh keep and bear arms and protect my family. And so I'm not looking to uh, you know even risk this going very badly on election day. And I hope that the people of Massachusetts will really smell that foul aroma of the assault weapons ban edict that came as a result of Maura Healy and her enforcement notice on 7-2016, the day that will live in infamy. And that would be enough to push people into voting for Jeff Deal, uh, not to mention the fact that he's a very strong fiscal conservative who would do very well um, he's voted to reduce taxes as a state rep and and reduce the gas tax and et cetera. And uh, we would be paying a lot more taxes in the state of Massachusetts if it wasn't for Jeff Deal. So um, hopefully the tide will turn and uh, the presumptive governor of Massachusetts will be left uh, wanting on Election Day. Uh, that's my hope for Massachusetts and uh, whatever other state that is facing similar contrasting opinions, um, any anti-gun candidates, I feel, should be drummed right out of office and sent packing. Personally, that's the way I feel. So let's see where it goes. Uh, Biden promises legislating eight rounds in a bullet, or sorry, eight bullets in a round uh, in his last on, you know, gaff on, on TV, uh, talking about guns, etc. But he wants to limit you to eight bullets in a round, um, whatever that means. And, um, you know, he says, look, not a joke. <laughs> That's his favorite line lately. Not, not a joke. Uh, it sounds like a joke, but anyway, um, 28, 2008 was the when the U.S. Supreme Court made clear that the Second Amendment protects the use of arms in common and ordinary use for lawful purposes. Uh, Americans own hundreds of millions of firearms magazines with a capacity greater than 8 or 10 rounds. So that's a tall order for Joe Biden to, to get to. I, I think even some of the most liberal uh, politicians would probably have a hard time voting uh, to limit down to eight rounds. And I know uh, that it would be good to see the uh, uh, 
uh, more court of appeals strike down these these totally frivolous laws that get enacted. Um, the Second Circuit struck down the New York State uh, Rifle and Pistol Association v. Cuomo, which was the SAFE Act, uh, which originally limited gun owners to seven rounds but permitted the use of 10-round magazines uh, due to the unavailability of magazines with less capacity. Uh, it's it's just crazy. Uh, so this strategy proved the common use of 10-plus round magazines, but they said you can only load it to seven, which obviously none of this could ever be supported in a uh, core court in post-Bruin era uh, where they couldn't use the text, the history, or the tradition of the Second Amendment um, to support any of this type of uh, legislation. So I hope that uh, people wake up to it and realize really who the enemy of their rights are. So, But what do you think? 508-444-2120. You can text or email or give us a call. Uh, 508-444-2120 is the number to be on the phone. Uh, let's see. 500 is pointing out that 38 Special can also shoot 38 Long Colt and 38 Short Colt. True enough. There's no doubt about that. Um, Let's see, how many new gun owners in mass since 2020? All of them are against gun control when they ask why the gun they want, they cannot buy. I would say, Davey, that that is a mixed bag. I'm not going to say that all of the new gun owners since 2020, and there's probably been, I don't know, close to 100,000 of them maybe. I'm just guessing based on the volume of people we've seen licensed in the last two years just at our shop, never mind the other three or 400 shops around the state and other people who aren't even gun shop owners that are training people in order to get their license to carry. Um, so I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that not all of them are died hard anti-gun, I mean, uh, you know, pro-gun people. I've talked to certain people that are at least intellectually honest enough to say, I love having an AR-15, but I don't want anyone else to be able to have one, uh, which is crazy if you think about it. Um, but they're like, I love shooting it. I love owning it. I love everything about this gun. And it's the gun I want if I'm ever attacked by lunatics. And it's like, okay, um, but don't you have at all any faith in the fellow man in, in your fellow American to say, hey, um, I own one, I love it, and I think it's the right right choice for me to protect my family. And by the way, you should probably be looking at the same gun for you and your family. Like you really have that little trust in your fellow American uh, to that you wouldn't want anyone else to have one but you. Like that's ridiculous. But what in the wide, wide so, world of sports is going on here? So yeah, that's um, it's cer- it's certainly uh, can I have my mic back? Um, certainly, it would be a uh, you know I'm happy that they're at least intellectually honest to voice that, but I think deep down inside they know yeah this gun is is really a, a huge uh, win for us as Americans, and I want to be able to have one uh, for myself. But anyway, um, what do you think? You can always chime in on the text, 
508-444-2120. And don't forget to check out our calendar. We have date night every Friday and ladies night every other Thursday. Or you can try our range experience package and you don't need a gun license to do it. You can come shoot a gun under the supervision of one of our great range safety officers and uh, would love to have you here at Cape Gunworks. Give you your first time welcome or your hundredth time welcome in the store. Uh, Come on down to Cape Gunworks or visit us on the web, capegunworks.com. We will be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm Toby Lear. for personal protection has never been more popular than it is today. The USCCA can help fortify your home, sharpen your awareness, and develop your defensive plan. Go to uscca.com remote and use code word WORKS. Your family's safety and security is your responsibility. Go to uscca.com remote and use code word WORKS to sign up for a USCCA membership and get special training legal advice, and legal protection you and your family need. Vortex offers the very best optics specifically made for shooters with rugged construction designed for extreme environments. Vortex Optics build quality ensures accurate, reliable, and repeatable performance every time you squeeze the trigger. Add fully multi-coated lenses and nitrogen purging, and you have a quality optic with an extremely reasonable price tag. That is the Vortex difference. Come into Cape Gunworks to see the full line of Vortex optics today. Welcome back to Rapid Fire, your weekly show about guns, freedom, Second Amendment, and self-defense. I'm your host, Toby Leary. Thank you for joining us, and make sure you join us every week. Uh, you can go to rapidfireradio.us and subscribe so that you're alerted anytime we go live. And uh, we'd love to have you follow us on all of our social media platforms. Our handle is at Cape Gunworks everywhere, except Instagram, which is CGW underscore backup. And you can also go to Rapid Fire Radio at all the usual big tech and alt uh, platforms. So the poll of the day is, do you think politicians running on anti-gun policies have a winning strategy this midterm? Find the poll question on our homepage or go to Rapid Fire Radio, their tw- our Twitter page, and search Rapid Fire Radio, all one word, and you can vote in the poll. And hopefully you'll vote this week and tell these politicians that are running on an anti-gun uh, platform that no, that is not a winning message. Um, what else is not a mi- winning message is how the White House responded to Tuesday afternoon's shooting of two Newark, New Jersey police officers by pushing gun control measures that already exist in New Jersey. So here it is, folks. We're gonna we're gonna say we need to pass laws that already exist and say how important it is to pass these laws everywhere else because they didn't work in New Jersey, even though they already exist. Um, So this is an article by A.W. Hawkins um, on Breitbart, and uh, you can go ahead and check that out. Uh, Karine Jean-Pierre has described Americans as being scared by the devastating impacts of gun violence, and she's calling upon 
another assault weapons ban, and how President Biden will continue to do everything in his power to reduce gun violence, including by calling on Congress to increase community violence intervention funding, ensure universal background checks, and send legislation to his desk, guess what? Banning assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. It's past time we turn our pain into purpose. Mike Bloomberg affiliated, affiliated Every Town for Gun Safety Research Arm notes that New Jersey has universal background checks, an assault weapons ban, and a high-capacity magazine ban, the three gun controls specifically pushed by Jean-Pierre. New Jersey also has a red flag law, gun storage requirements, waiting periods for gun purchases, and numerous other controls that Democrats are pushing at the federal level. Not to mention, uh, I'm just going to add to this article, that in New Jersey it is almost impossible prior to the Bruin decision to actually get a concealed weapons permit in that state. Um, I believe you need a permit to purchase a gun and if you do get a concealed weapons permit, it was always tied to that gun. But they had something called a firearms owner's idea, FOID, similar to Chicago or Illinois. And, um, yeah, it was just uh, impossible to get an actual concealed weapons permit in that state. Hopefully, you don't need an AR-15. Hopefully... Um, That'll all change in this post-Bruin era that we live in. So you never know. But anyway, check out the Breitbart story on uh, by A.W.R. Hawkins um, that came out uh, today, actually, about how the White House responds to New Jersey shooting. And our thoughts and prayers are with those officers that lost their lives to this psychomaniac who shot them as they responded to a call. So... Anyway, we're headed for a break, but before you go, you should head over to Cape Gunworks and use this week's discount code RIFLE. Off your, get a special discount off your entire order for radio and podcast listeners, not to mention free shipping on any order over 300 bucks. We will be right back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. Mission is 100. This is where the American ingenuity met a trailblazing spirit. Hard work united with patriotism and technology blended with new ideas. That's federal ammunition. Right here in Anoka, Minnesota, born in 1922, made in America, and proud to be the best. Federal ammunition, a century of innovation, and we're only getting started. Welcome back to Rapid Fire. Make sure you go over to rapidfireradio.us, scroll down and enter the contest to win this week's prize, the Emergency First Aid Fundamentals book by Michael Martin from the USCCA. And congratulations to Aaron, who won the DVD set from last week. You'll be getting the entire collection of The Counter Ambush with Rob Pincus. And uh, But you don't want to be left out, so go over to rapidfireradio.us and sign up for the giveaway. We'll do this every week until I run out of stuff to give away, which might be kind of hard because I have a store full of goodies. So uh, stay tuned for that each and every week. We want you to be a part of it. And we'll, we'll give away ammo. What? 
giving away ammo. Listen to Professor Claw over there. Out of your own personal stash. Uh, <laughs> um, you never know what we're going to give away. It could be some good stuff. Um, but anyway, uh, along the lines of how the gun control policies of New Jersey have failed the good people in that, that live in that state and those two police officers that were killed, we had a 17-year-old high school standout football star that was gunned down in San Bernardino County uh, in highly gun-controlled California. So another example of where gun control is failing to keep people safe in highly gun-controlled San Bernardino County. Uh, He was a standout football player from Silverado High School and was pronounced dead at the scene. His gunshot wound and his death were ruled a homicide. Um, So that's another tragic story. Um, and you know, another state that is almost impossible to get a gun in. And, uh, when you finally do, you have a, an approved weapons roster, you have ban on capacity, you have ban on, you have to do background checks on ammunition purchases and et cetera, et cetera. So they are one of the most gun controlled areas, just like Massachusetts. And guess what? It doesn't change the heart of violent criminals. Uh, so unfortunately, um, you know, that's another failure of gun control policies to keep people safe, uh, especially when you look at, like, um, Lori Lightfoot's Chicago, where guns are rampant on the streets in the hands of violent, felonious thugs that roam the streets. And just about every weekend, we have many, many people uh, who die or get shot in that in that city um over this past weekend we had 35 people shot five of them fatally friday through sunday night in uh lori lightfoot's chicago and uh the chicago sun times indicated that 578 people were killed in chicago from january 1st 2022 through october 31st 2022 and that is unbelievable if you think about it um and this is in an area where Gun, guns are effectively banned. Gun ownership is extremely difficult to get, and uh, they just don't, you know, care. And they're going to continue to trot out their failed policies. Uh, this is a good reason if you uh, don't have a gun license in the state you live in. If you're in a licensed state, uh, if you're in Massachusetts, you definitely want to jump on the bandwagon. Come to Cape Gunworks. Go to our website and. Click on the class link to sign up for a class to get your gun license. Unfortunately, we still have to ask permission from the uh, from our overseers in this state, uh, even though it is extremely unconstitutional. Uh, Hopefully someday we won't have to ask permission for our constitutional rights. It yet remains the only constitutional right that we've been allowed to uh, be charged for, pay a tax, pay a fee be permitted, licensed, fingerprinted, photographed, background checked in order to exercise. Whereas no other of our enumerated rights suffer the same amount of oppression as as the Second Amendment. And the Second Amendment is the one that says, shall not be infringed. So go figure. Uh, I think our forefathers knew what they were doing when they they formed the Constitution. But anyway, uh, let's see... uh, Let's jump on the chat here. Uh, we are in the last segment. It goes quick. Uh, and from the text line, have I come across 
any 30-round magazines that have been stamped with numbers that could be mistaken as a manufacturer date. Um, I guess anything's possible, uh, but there are some mags that are stamped with a manufacturer's date. So there's some that are externally stamped and some that are internally stamped. So if there's numbers stamped into it, just make sure it, if it's, it could be a cage code, it could be just some random numbers. But, um, yeah, you know, and check the magazine inside and out to see if it's, uh, to see if it's going to be, uh, if it is in fact dated, uh, Kate P says, Toby, can you get any of the lowers that accept an MP5 mag like the Frontier or Quarter Circle? Yes, we've sold the Quarter Circle ones several times. We actually have a fully built-out gun for rent on our range if you want to try it out and see how it looks. It's actually a pretty cool uh, gun if you ask me. Um, And I love the fact that you can still get MP5 mags out there, the pre-band 30-rounders. They are out there, and uh, you can get them. And they're not cheap, but uh, they they work great in a pistol caliber carbine. Uh, obviously, the MP5 was one of the OG <laughs> pistol caliber uh, carbines out there. So, um, yeah, it's it's a great platform. Uh, I've never got the Frontier ones, but I've thought about getting them. And I think there's another brand out there as well that's making the mp5 lower one of the lowers that i love that quarter circle makes is the 226 lowers so it you know the sig 226 lower because there's ample supply of uh 226 pre-band mags out there in the state of massachusetts so um that'd be another good one to get uh you could get a 15 round mag or 17 round mag etc let's see uh, 500 says freedom is for those who believe in it the most, believe it in the longest we're going to believe. Um, okay. I agree. The IG backup page needs a backup page in case you get zucked again. Yes. Uh, I agree with that. And I am speaking to you, professor, which I have asked repeatedly. We have a backup. What is it? Rapid fire radio. I knew he was going to say that. Um, it, which doesn't say anything about Cape Gunworks, uh, but we'll have to do a CGW or we'll do a Cape Cod Gunworks or something. You are fake news. Uh, no, this is real news. Um, all right, let's see. Aaron's saying, if any of you guys wins Powerball tonight, I ask you to find me a couple of guns in a large safe. Thanks in advance. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I used plasma rifle in a 40-watt range. Hey, just what you see, pal. <laughs> It's fun to fantasize about what you'd buy if money was no object, right? Um, I've often thought of that. Like, I'd get a minigun, you know. I'd get a, I don't know what the heck I'd get. If money was no object, uh, yeah, I'd probably get, I'd probably like be like Dragon Man out in uh, Colorado Springs and have like the largest, I'd try to outdo him with the largest class three collection of firearms in the world, but... Actually, I don't even know if he is the largest, but we'll see. Uh, KP says he got stuck working late today and missed out. Have to tune into the podcast so he can catch up. Just wanted to drop a wave in the chat. Good to see you, man. And I'm glad you're here. Uh, from the text line, next Tuesday I am voting. My wife is voting and my neighbors are voting for Jeffrey Deal. If my dog can vote, he will vote for Jeff also. Long live the Republic. Yes, I hope it's a big wave of people coming in. Uh you know, and let's go against the presumptive candidate, uh, Maura Healy, who would love nothing more than to 
uh, continue to restrict and take away the rights of law-abiding Massachusetts uh, citizens. So I'm from the government, and I'm here to help. Yeah, no doubt about it. The scariest words you could ever hear. Um, Davey saying he'd love an MP5 and 10 mil. That's a rare one, for sure. That would be cool. Uh, G-Webs is saying it would be fun arms race to watch play out. And 500 says he wants the Colt Anaconda and he could die happy. I think it would take a little more than that for me to die happy as the result of a firearm. But firearms do have that ability to make you happy, at least in the short term, till the next one starts scratching the itch. Um, but thank you guys for tuning in. And remember, this show ends here. But you can always tune in at rapidfireradio.us or you can text the Rapid Fire line at 508-444-2120 and we will read it next week on the air or you can leave a message. Uh, keep up the good fight in your community and be an advocate. Take someone new to the range. Introduce someone to the Second Amendment. Let's expand the tent and get more people under it. And don't forget to vote. 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 Vote 2A. The rest will take care of itself. And uh, together as Americans, we can overcome anything. I'm Toby Leary, and God bless. We'll see you next time.